am your father. <laughs> you said it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just come up with that just now? <laughs> no, that was come up with by the one and only Spooker Muller over there because this is who's spooky and I'm running out of things that rhyme with spooky <laughs> to say at the start of these, which I don't have to do no, as a matter of fact. And I don't think you have done. No. All I really have to do is introduce that this podcast is about uh, a book called Mysteries of the Unexplained. Every week we go through five different spooky, creepy stories and try and make sense of them. My name's Adam Knox. I'm Peter Jones. And I'm Luca Muller. And we are here once again to do the thing that I described before. <laughs> Peter? Sex. <laughs> that was before, like, before, before. Yeah, I described it like off air. Yeah. I was like, all right, so... What I've heard is. <laughs> uh, the first story is from the section titled Unearthly Fates. By the way, I used to think that vaginas looked like keyholes for some reason. <laughs> that was like when I was when I was a kid, for some reason. What that a was... thing to leap in and add. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this, I remember that, of remembering. Oh, thinking... by the way, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, an, like a real old-fashioned keyhole, like yeah, a yeah, circle yeah. at the top and then a... <laughs> exactly, like the, like, um, like the find... Punisher logo. This <laughs> <laughs> is when we find out your dick looks like a key. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect fit. <laughs> got a ring of keys for different vaginas. <laughs> if I have sex, I've got to put it in and then turn fully 90 degrees to the right and that's it (laughs) if you can't finish you call a locksmith (laughs) 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 if I'm a (laughs) little You're just jiggling it. Yeah. <laughs> you can put like <laughs> like sort of a stick and a bobby pit in there and the same effect. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, stick. <laughs> stick. If you want to know who's in there, you just look mm. through. <laughs> yeah, the belly button is a peephole. <laughs> Who's in there? Oh, there's a baby. <laughs> so the baby's face is all like warped. <laughs> uh, the first story is from the section uh, Unearthly. Love <laughs> Unearthly Fates. If ever a zombie learns of what has happened to him, he is said to become totally uncontrollable. And salt is reputed to be a substance that can trigger such awareness. I've never heard that before. I've never heard that before either. This must be the old-fashioned classic zombies of like, they gave him some drug and made him work in the fields. Yeah, right. Uh, In his book, The Magic Island, uh, published in 1929, William B. Seabrook reported one such... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but B and C coming after each other there really made me laugh. B. Seabrook. Reported one such horrifying incident which took place a few years earlier. Uh, uh, Hungen... Uh, which I believe is a uh, it's a Haiti voodoo priest, right? Is a Hungan uh, named Joseph had a number of zombies. Joseph, 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 Joseph. <laughs> Fucking Christ! Let's have a look. Joseph, Joseph. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> J-O-S-E-F Jack off <laughs> Joseph 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 You know okay. the one that is a name? Well, that's why I was confused at first Because I was like, oh, why is he named Joseph? What are you saying? You're just saying Joseph I'm no, saying, Joseph. saying Joseph J-O-S-E-T-H is what he's saying Oh, yeah, I heard Joseph <laughs> I'm realising now I heard Joseph because they sound the same. <laughs> there's, two, there's two Josephs. There's Joseph and then there's Joseph. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, the only other Joseph is with an F rather than a PH. Right? Yeah, th- I thought it was a new name that I hadn't heard before. <laughs> but you've just said that a Haiti priest is called like a whatever that you said before. I don't want to have a guess at it. A hungan. A dukin. A hungan named Joseph. <laughs> Fucking I've lost my mind It's so funny to name something The noise that you make If you pick up something heavy <laughs> <laughs> He had a number of zombies Okay Joseph did Yeah Okay Who he used as cane cutters At Hasco A huge factory and plantation Of the Haitian American Sugar company On the outskirts of Port-au-Prince Joseph's wife Whom was looking after the zombies uh-huh. Made a uh, and made the error of feeding them some candy that contained salted peanuts. Uh, <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> My favorite candy, salt. <laughs> Upon ingesting the salt, the zombies instantly realized their terrible situation oh. and determinedly set out for their home village. When they arrived, they were recognized by their families who tried to waylay and talk to them, but the zombies were unstoppable and pressed on until they reached the cemetery. There they tried desperately to dig their way back into their graves with their bare hands. What? But, yeah. But as they touched the earth, they reverted to rotting corpses. Whoa. So I think... Why was she giving them candy? <laughs> <laughs> you actually have figured out the strangest part of this story. So I think that with these particular types of zombies, is people who die, they're risen from the dead by these hungans. Okay. These voodoo priests yeah. rise them from Witch the dead and guys. then use them as slaves. Right. To do work. Is it even unethical to use a dead body as a slave? I don't think so. If you can animate a dead ass body, it's unethical to fuck a dead body. It's certainly unethical it says to says who. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's unethical to rise the dead. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, I just want to be on the right side of history. <laughs> but so is the two pack hologram unethical then? Uh, is he approved it? His family approved it? Surely. Like if, I don't think he's approved I'd be fucking mad if my family agreed Like, hey estate. Adam, you've got to go do this concert now Be like, dad <laughs> But they just No, but it's not you, it's a hologram of you yeah. Oh, are you saying you as a zombie? I guess so Well, like a ho- what? Uh, Alright, I've lost my own train of thought But that's fucking wild The important part is She was feeding them candy Yeah (laughs) Oh little treat for you (laughs) Little treat for (laughs) y'all Well that's fucking The perfect Haiti accent (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know it Take a stab (laughs) I thought a Haitian was here in the room (laughs) (laughs) Haitian Um, That's fucking That's sick I hope it's true Also the first time we've had zombies in the book Yeah 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 So they dig them up they dig they them must, up. They must grave rob them or something. Oh, imagine that. They and, so they, and then they look like people. They don't look like rotting corpses because it said they revert to rotting corpses. Yeah, yeah. So their family saw them walking back through the village to the cemetery. <laughs> imagine that being like, oh, granddad, you look well. That's crazy. <laughs> back. That's crazy. I thought you were... Oh, no, you're just trying to get back in your grave. <laughs> Seemed digging into the grave. Man, that's so weird that she was feeding them even. <laughs> And like, oh, here's some candies. Ah, lots of salted uh, peanuts amongst them. Yeah. Huh. All right, this next story is from the section Monsters and More. It was a Saturday night, about midnight, and the last show was over. Bernard Mattermore and Jerry Adams, the assistant manager and the projectionist of the Old Tower Cinema in Peckham, South London, were making their way to the rear exit when they stopped. 
They were not alone in the cinema. Uh A man was walking through the air about 10 (laughs) feet above the floor. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Tell you what, I am fucking lost. (laughs) Oh. Just a careful, Cherry. <laughs> I don't think we're alive. That man's flying. He's not flying. He's, <laughs> He's walking <laughs> through the air. He's still... <laughs> just like 10 feet up, but... He's like, basketball rim, rim height. The figure seemed to be that of a middle-aged man wearing the clothes of another era, and he seemed to glow in the darkness. The two men watched the elevated figure as it walked slowly across the stage and disappeared into a bricked-up recess that had once held an organ. Two years earlier, in 1953, two upholsterers told of seeing a ghost when they were working late one night in the theatre. One of them had been so terrified that he'd never gone back. A construction worker claimed to have seen the ghost in 1954, and when people cast their minds back, they recalled a number of strange incidents at the cinemas. Bags of cement inexplicably torn open during renovation work. <laughs> I can think of an explanation. <laughs> nah, uh, ghosted it. I didn't trip over. And a seepage of water from a ceiling, although the weather was dry and there were no water pipes above the drip. <laughs> I think a ghost pissed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> According to the map dated from 1819, the cinema occupied the site of an old chapel, the ground floor of which had been situated about 10 feet above the floor of the present auditorium. Uh huh. So, Crazy. what do you guys think of that? <laughs> I'd like, if you had a shitty building that was falling apart and leaking, being able to go... It's actually quite cool. <laughs> it's actually a bit of a ghost story behind it. Come uh, see our horror movies. That are hang long. on a minute there, Cherry. Yeah, is there any reports on whether business went up or down after they reported that Oh, that's ghost? a great question. <laughs> yeah. There's a ghost. He does shadow puppets while the movie's on. <laughs> Makes it it's actually like... pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> me and me and the manager we were doing the books and we were right about to file for bankruptcy, but then we seen a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was scared. The, the ghost appeared right above our, our lawyer's head. <laughs> Cut to three months later. I don't know why we thought people would want to come somewhere where there were ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> we went bankrupt a lot quicker than I thought we would. <laughs> All right. Well, the haunted cinema. Sure. <laughs> uh, this next story is from uh, the Unquiet Sky. If this, if the story of Antonio Villas Boas, a twenty-three-year-old Brazilian farmer, is to be believed, he could very well be the father of an extraterrestrial child. No, he couldn't. He's from Brazil. <laughs> There's no way that he can be the father of a child who's not from Earth if he's from Brazil. Well... Unless you, like, I, I, he was born 10 feet above the ground at a <laughs> cinema. It's not on terrestrial ground. Well, he's extraterrestrial. No, he, who's the mother? He down, he puts his key in her hole. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, uh, ding dong. Okay. So being an alien is like being Jewish. If your mum's an alien, then you're an alien. <laughs> If, yeah. <laughs> yes. Nah. No, I re- it's not saying he's the he's an extraterrestrial, right? It's saying he's the father. The father of an extraterrestrial. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. kid's half Earth. But it's like, so say if you have sex with a Japanese lady here, yeah. and then she goes back to Japan and has a son. That's yeah. a Japanese child. 
And I'm not its dad. (laughs) (laughs) And I keep telling you, I'm not its dad. I refuse to accept responsibility. (laughs) According to the deposition made before Dr. Alova Fontes, who examined and treated Villaboas for what he thought looked like radiation poisoning, the key elements, key elements of this strange and intimate, (laughs) very, this strange and very intimate encounter are the following. At 1am on October 15th, 1957, Villa... Bullis, sorry, Villa Boas was tilling a field with his tractor when a luminous. Daddy was. One <laughs> a.m. and I'm out tilling a field. <laughs> yeah, why is he tilling a field at one a.m. with a tractor? <laughs> this guy's insane. When a luminous egg-shaped object about thirty-five feet long and twenty-three feet wide hovered over him and About. landed nearby, <laughs> as three metal legs came out from under the machine. All the way to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Villaboa's tractor lights failed and the engine went dead. Four helmeted figures then dragged him up a ladder into the craft. There were five humanoids inside who talked in a series of barks, slightly resembling the sound made by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this dude slept walk and fucked a dog. <laughs> 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 It had a helmet on. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) tell. What position? Missionary. (laughs) (laughs) Villaboas noted their light-coloured eyes, which appeared to me to be blue, through lenses set into the helmets. They were a little over five feet tall and were dressed in very tight-fitting overalls. Oh, hello. All right, I'm on Antonio's side now. Uh, Villaboas was stripped naked and his captors took blood from his chin. Oh, ow. (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds... We're getting a fucking syringe in your chin. But he felt no pain or prickling. During Villaboas' physical examination by Dr. Fontes, two dark scars were clearly visible on his chin. A little later, said Boas, a beautiful naked woman entered the room. (laughs) After going into considerable detail... A human woman? He just said a beautiful naked woman. Okay. After going into considerable detail about his seduction by the woman, <laughs> he went on. <laughs> uh, she was uh, dancing around. She didn't look like a dog. <laughs> didn't have nothing. These these bite marks on my chin. I mean, syringe marks on my chin. I don't know how to do any uh, Brazilian accent. No. Really tough. Uh, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> He's saying the name. No. Huh? You know? You know? You know? This lady. This lady, Le- this lady, beautiful, beautiful. She's, She's beautiful in. lady. Let me describe in details the beautiful lady. I like oh soccer. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, soccer. Yeah, you've not. Uh, football. <laughs> uh, sorry, football. Yeah, yeah. We do a bit of nighttime capoeira. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after we had separated, the doors opened. One of the men appeared on the. Th- so- Shortly after we had separated. Uh huh. So after the seduction. The door opened. One of the men appeared on the threshold and called the woman. Then she went out. (laughs) (laughs) I think her name was... (laughs) But before going out, she turned to me, pointed at her belly, and then pointed towards me with a smile. Or something like it. (laughs) She (laughs) might... I cannot read facial expressions. (laughs) She finally pointed towards the sky. I think it was in the direction of the south. One of the men now returned and handed Villasboa his clothes. The only thing missing was his Homira lighter. 
Villaboas was now given a tour of the craft, which he described in great detail, especially the great dish-shaped uh, cupola overhead that whistled what? like the sound. Cupola? Cupola? What is that? Uh, it's at the top of the ship? Means yeah. two of. <laughs> cupola. <laughs> it's the uh, it overhead, which whistled like the sound of air being drawn in by a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Beautiful. As it revolved. His guide then pointed to the metal ladder on which Villa Boas had entered the craft and he disembarked. He watched the UFOs rise slowly as the legs retreated. Uh, the cupola, which I guess is like the dome top, spun more and more rapidly, lights flashing and changing colour. Then, listing slightly to one side, the, that strange machine shot off like a bullet towards the south. The entire adventure lasted from 1.15am to 5.30am. Oh, right. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. According to Villa Boas. <laughs> from 1.15am to 1.17am, mate. Okay. Uh, Dr. Fontes' physical examination given four months later revealed the two scars on Villa Boas' chin and several healed purplish lesions on various parts of his body. Ooh, I can guess which parts as well. <laughs> Imagine getting a fucking space STI. <laughs> oh. He concluded that Villa Boas might have had a case of radiation poisoning. Uh-huh. <laughs> a bit of innuendo. They <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> going into a doctor and fucking describing in detail fucking an alien. <laughs> <laughs> and then the woman, she come out. Beautiful, Beautiful woman. Beautiful. She's Legs even sexier than that of the spaceship. <laughs> 17 t- tits. 17 of them. That's what aliens got. 17 little titties swinging around there. <laughs> Or they were like fingers or something. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell if she was smiling. <laughs> she pointed, she pointed at her belly. And I'm like, you hungry, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you breakfast. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this next story is from In the Realm <laughs> of Miracles. <laughs> that guy sure did fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she would have preferred to sit in the pillory, Maria Coronel of Agrita said when she discovered that her nuns had displayed her to strangers while she was in a state of trance. Lady. What? <laughs> God, some of these are insane. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> show her her people. <laughs> she went to like a hypnotist show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Maria Coronel uh, of Agrita, Maria was in a state of trance and the other nuns, they had even gone so far as to remove her veil for them. Like many other mystics, Maria had a horror of exhibitionism and of being considered holy. No, me, no, I hate this. I'm not a holy. You guys think that? No. No, I'm ugly. (laughs) I've put a veil on my face. And she resisted her ecstatic levitations so fiercely that she sometimes (laughs) vomited blood. A fucking nun just trying not to float. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to do it like a toddler wanting not to be picked up. (laughs) Her good friend, Bishop... Uh, Zip. How do you pronounce a name that starts with an X? <laughs> Zimmerus. Zimmin. Zimmin. Xylophone. Ziminus. Xylophone. Zemenigo. Zemenis. Zemenis. <laughs> First name, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Zemenigo. <laughs> it's Dennis. Gave the following account of her. The raptures of the servant of God were of this nature. The body was entirely bereft of the use of the senses, as if it were dead. And it was without feeling if violence were done to it. It was raised a little above the ground, 
and as light as if it, as if it had no weight of its own. So, in what situation? In what context? This story feels like it started bang in the middle. I feel like it's whenever she's like she just it she just happens. Yeah, right. And then she wakes up. She's like, he didn't fucking show me off to anyone again this time. <laughs> yeah, did she you? just like goes into these trances and floats and stuff. Okay. Uh, it was as light as if it had no weight of its own. So much so that like. So much so that like a feather, it could be moved by a puff of breath, even from a distance. Look at her go. Stop it. Bouncing off walls. Playing like table tennis with her. <laughs> the face was more beautiful than it normally appeared. A certain <laughs> oh, oh, God. The se- I'm going <laughs> to just blowing him towards her, his room. <laughs> <laughs> She's in that trance. So I don't know. Something about her. <laughs> a certain pallor replaced a naturally swarthy hue. The whole attitude was so modest and so devout that she seemed a seraph in human form. She frequently remained in this state for two or even three hours. What? Maria Coronel was even more famous for her alleged feats of bilocation which allowed her to preach to the North American Indians while remaining in her cell at a greeter. Oh, my God. <laughs> then she was more famous for that than she was for occasional levitation. Yeah. <laughs> then why do you talk about that? <laughs> Not only could she float, but she had a phone right in her room. <laughs> she would call people. So there you go. Is that it? That is it. All right. Oh, shit. Do you want to see a fucking photo of a dead body? Oh That's my fucking God. crazy. Jesus They've like Christ. mummified her and you can there's she's behind oh, glass. Shit. They do that shit. What the fuck? Damn. Oh, That's everybody crazy. get on your Google phones and search for Maria Coronel. She ain't floating it's now. It's crazy that they do that shit. I saw goddamn Pope John Paul II, I think, when Did he, you I was really? in the Vatican. They just got him in a little box there. Damn. Yeah. Damn. There's, there's this weird guy who walks here in the back alley and you have to pay two bucks to see <laughs> <laughs> And it's somehow the least sus thing going on there. <laughs> All right. This is the final, uh, the final chapter. Yep. And it's uh, for Beyond the Walls of Time. Then you guys ready for... Something insane. <laughs> okay. Dude, this whole episode's been insane, bro. <laughs> They've genuinely, some of them a bit like that floating nun, I don't even know what to say about because, like, it's really weird. Yeah. It is really weird. I've only just realized I, all these stories have been pretty strange. <laughs> from this book. Two of the most tragic and dramatic deaths in American history Abraham is- Lincoln. Mm. Yeah, the assassination. Oh, really? Yeah, the assassinations of presidents Abraham Lincoln Fuck. and John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Uh-huh. Involve the following astonishing parallels. Oh, and I just want to before I get to these ones, we had this book because uh, this book b- b- uh, belonged to my nan, my mm. grandmother, and uh, we had it when we were kids, and we'd pull it out occasionally and try to read it without getting spooked. <laughs> <laughs> and I could only this first chapter was the only section that I could really get through because once it got to like the monsters and the ghosts and stuff, I couldn't really do it. Right, and this is the one particular section. That I this this story is the one that I remember the most and think about. So here we go. Because it spooked you the Shit, most, yeah. Just because it was one of the ones I could read. Okay. Oh, that, right. I, it wasn't like it wasn't scary, but I just I just was like, whoa, right. it's crazy. So it's parallels between the assassinations. <coughs> it's parallels between President Abraham Lincoln and JFK. Number one, they were both presidents. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I can skip to number two then. <laughs> <laughs> number one, Lincoln was elected president in 1860. Exactly. Now, let me just jump ahead here. I know for a fact JFK was not 
elected in 1860. Move on. <laughs> Lincoln was elected in 1860. <laughs> exactly 100 years later in 1960, Kennedy was elected president. Oh, okay. Damn, I stand. You've been got. fucked up. <laughs> Both men were deeply involved in civil rights for Negroes. This book was written in 1982. It's always good to remember. <laughs> and why was this your favourite book? <laughs> favourite story, Pete? Well, I just like that they were both deeply involved. <laughs> now, what is it about that particular thing that might motivate some American people to assassinate somebody? <laughs> it's hard to know. Both men were assassinated on a Friday in the presence of their wives. Wow. I mean, that's like a one in seven. Number four. <laughs> each wife had lost a son while living at the White House. Where is he? <laughs> Where'd he go? JK Jr. JK Jr. This place is fucking massive. <laughs> hey, he's in the East Wing. Jackie O. <laughs> Number five. Both men were killed by a bullet that entered the head from behind. Uh... <laughs> There's a 50-50 chance of whether <laughs> Yeah, that like if you're going to try and assassinate a president, mm. don't aim for the fucking leg. We could have poisoned him. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, no, you're right, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that would be way easier. Six. You know how long it confused me that Kyle and Jackie O, that she's named Jackie O and Jackie Onassis was Jackie O? Yeah. I had no idea they were two different people for it. You a thought really? JFK was married to Jackie O from Kyle and Jackie O? Like, I, I, <laughs> I didn't really think about it, but Kyle I. Kyle Sandler is doing a radio show. Hey, Jackie Onassis! <laughs> <laughs> and she's just furious at him every single day. <laughs> I like. I just didn't really understand which one was Jackie O. When I'd hear Jackie O, people would go like, "Oh, she was so fashionable, or whatever." And I'd be like, "And you're like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, just yeah. short." Uh, number six. <laughs> that, I was young though. Okay, I, I I didn't know the difference between the Jack Jackie O thing until I'd started Jack and O. <laughs> when I got old enough, then I understood shit. <laughs> And the first person you Jackie owed to was Jackie O. <laughs> Which one? He'll never say. I'll Jackie. never tell. <laughs> Jackie O. I go home, grab my keychain and Jackie O. <laughs> uh, number six. Lincoln was killed in Ford's theatre. Kennedy met his death while riding in a Lincoln convertible made by the Ford Motor Company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stretching at this point. Yeah, completely. <laughs> no, Ford's Theatre, Lincoln, Ford, Ford, Lincoln, Lincoln, Kennedy, Ford. <laughs> Lincoln wore a big hat. Kennedy <laughs> yeah. had a bat named Higgins. <laughs> Is this... <laughs> Is this book smoking a joint at a party right now? <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Both men were succeeded by vice presidents named Johnson, who were Southern Democrats and former senators. Well, everyone who's going to be a vice president is a former senator. That's not necessarily true. It is to me. <laughs> someone who knows a limited amount about American politics. Uh, okay. Number eight. Andrew Johnson was born in 1808. Lyndon Johnson, born in 1908, exactly 100 years later. Shit. If there was someone born in 2008 named Johnson, get into politics, brother. I don't reckon there would have been. <laughs> <laughs> the first name of Lincoln's private secretary was John. The last name of Kennedy's private secretary was Lincoln. <laughs> Yeah uh, but I, That's not even both of their first names If it had been like yeah. Abraham was the Yeah well close 
Uh, number 10, John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839, okay. according to some sources. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald was born in 1939. See, why is that one there? Because Lee, years Lee Harvey Oswald didn't kill Kennedy. Yeah, you're right. The CIA did. Uh-huh. 100%. When was the CIA born? That's when we need to get to the bottom of. <laughs> Number 11. Both assassins were Southerners who held extremist views. The CIA is that. That makes sense. Makes sense. Number 12. <laughs> and two assassins holding extremist views isn't like a spooky similarity. Oh, they like had extremist views. Actually, uh, that was yeah. actually a pretty moderate assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Both assassins were murdered before they could be brought to trial. Uh-huh. Also by the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> the real mystery. Number three. Booth. 13. Sorry, number 13. <laughs> Just read number three again. <laughs> Both men were assassinated on a Friday in the presence of their wives. Number 13, Booth shot Lincoln in a theatre and fled to a barn. Oswald shot Kennedy from a warehouse and fled to a theatre. <laughs> that one doesn't even quiet. <laughs> nah. okay. Number 14, Lincoln and Kennedy each has seven letters. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, that's true. It doesn't matter. Wait. Number 15, Andrew Johnson and Lyndon Johnson each has 13 letters. <laughs> Hang on. Number 16, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> each has 15 letters. Shit. In addition, the first public proposal that Lincoln be the Republican candidate for president in a letter to the Cincinnati Gazette. November 6, 1958, also endorsed a John Kennedy for vice president. John P. Kennedy, formerly Secretary of the Navy. And there's also this side one, which is a a dollar bill. Here you go. The above dollar bill issued in Dallas only two weeks before JFK was killed there is now known as the Kennedy Assassination Bill. Since Dallas is the location of the 11th of the 12 Federal Reserve Bank's districts, the bill bears the letter K, the 11th letter of the alphabet, and the number 11 appears in each corner. Oh. Hang on. Wait. Uh. <laughs> the serial number begins with a K and ends with an A, standing for Kennedy assassination. <laughs> <laughs> 11 also stands for November, the 11th month of the year. 211 equal 22, the date of the tragedy. <laughs> and the series oh number is 1963, the year the assassination occurred. I'm Oliver Stone. And this is... <laughs> If you don't believe me, look at this dollar bill. K.A. Kennedy assassination. 11, 11, 11, 11. 11th of the, the 22nd of the 11th, 1963. Boom. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just going to turn this everything. page back and to the left. <laughs> back and to the left. That's our, all of them. Our next story comes from a YouTube search of loose change. The real story behind 9-11. <laughs> Fuck, I hate those sorts of conspiracies. Love it. So annoying. The shit where it's... Love it. Nah. uh, Kennedy, right, he was wearing two socks on the day. Lincoln, he had two cats whose both names were Socks because he had one cat named Socks, forgot about it, (laughs) bought another cat. Yeah, like, I don't oh. really like the coincidence stuff, but I do always rewatch that scene in JFK where he talks to Mr. X for like 20 minutes. I watch that all the time. <laughs> it's like, why did he have an umbrella? <laughs> why was anyone allowed an umbrella on the route? <laughs> uh, I think there's like a website uh, where you can enter like two events or two people, I think just two different Wikipedia pages, and they'll make all the coincidence oh, really? connections for you. Something oh, like that. Yeah. Something for next That's episode. sick. <laughs> we should look that up. Because, yeah, I, like, I don't know, man. 
I kind of... Well, how can you explain that Andrew uh, Johnson and Lyndon Johnson both have 13 letters in their names? <laughs> Knox is counting on his fingers. Because I mean, okay, sure. Their surnames are... So does Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew Johnson and Andrew Dice no, Clay. No, it doesn't. Well, how many does it have? 14. Shit. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 14. Well... If you misspell it, <laughs> according to some sources, <laughs> I like it. I, the, I don't believe. I I kind of do think that the CIA killed Lincoln. I mean, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> um, I feel like back before people really understood how much you could see with TV and shit, the government would just be like, "Yeah, we'll get away with it. Who gives a shit? No one's looking. Mm. Fuck yeah, yeah." And they still do it now. Yeah, and even like. Oh, sorry, I'm just so bored. (laughs) 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 That brings us to the end of another episode. I guess it does, yeah. (laughs) A little bit of a shorter one this week because Pete made us fucking think about the Lincoln assassination and the Kennedy assassination. Two separate events. Of course, similar. Of course, there's similarities. Well, actually, pre- here's another one. I've got some additional similarities. Both were presidents of the United States of America. Whoa, uh. Kennedy, Democrat, and Lincoln, Republican. Republican. <laughs> the only two parties available. You know my favorite president of the United States of America. Yeah, the one who sings "Lump." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and peaches. <laughs> The uh, comedy festival is coming up in Melbourne soon, and we're each doing shows about our favourite conspiracy theories and how they relate <laughs> to each other. Uh, yeah, go to the comedy festival website, which is uh, comedyfestival.com.au, and just look for our names on there. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. And what's your show called, Adam? My show is called My Compliments to the Jeff. Pretend my name is Jeff. Just search for my name. It's easier. Yeah, search for Peter Jones. My show is called They Call Me Peter Jones. Good morning. How are you? I'm Peter Jones. Can, wait, can you guys keep filling? I just want to look something up. Keep talking. Plug my show for me. All right, yeah. Luca Muller's show. Let's yeah. do it at the same time. Luca Muller's show is called Ha Ha Cool. It's <laughs> on at six thirty p.m. at the, at the Trades Hall. You can, you can buy, buy tickets at thecomedyfestival.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> and you can use the if you use the promo code, code Spooky, you get thirty percent off tickets. tickets. That's to for all of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was <laughs> I want to suck, suck a man's penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. If you want to suck my dick, you can suck my I dick. was just saying separately. Yeah. So, yeah, if you use the promo code SPOOKY, you get 30% off tickets to all of our shows. So, jump on and do that. You can find us all on Twitter, Adam G. Knox. That's Peter yep. The Jones, Luca C. Muller. Dude, we've yeah, all well, got middle names. Mind. Oh, I thought maybe your two show titles would have roughly the same amount of letters. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Fuck, that's so good. Watching somebody trying to do math. <laughs> what you should have done is just miscounted them and asserted that they had yeah, the same number we of letters. Believe you, we've been like, whoa. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening for another week. We'll be back next week. Oh um, yeah, and jump on our socials to all our, our Facebook page, our Instagram, our mm-hmm. Twitter. Jump on. Share, tweet at us. We love getting, we love getting tweets. Love those tweets, and would love some more reviews for the show. Send your compliments to the Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, in the meantime, Five stars. send yourselves into uh, a, a, a great week. I hope you have a lovely week until you listen to our next episode, at which point your week will get even better. <laughs> uh, but goodbye for now.